The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 52 of the Great British Chief Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, it's prediction season, and we thought we'd have a bit of fun trying to predict the up-and-coming 2022 NFL season. We'll be giving you our thoughts on the Chiefs' overall win-loss record, having a go at predicting player stats and accolades, as well as throwing in some very bold and somewhat crazy predictions but first, dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts But you've got to walk away now, it's over I don't think I can bring myself to say it, mate, I really can't I'm really, I'm heartbroken Well, if you're using the streets, you're going to be heartbroken Yeah, I mean, that's the only time you put the streets on Yeah Is when you are completely Heartbroken. Yeah. It's a banger of a song, by the way. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. You look yeah. a bit like Mike Skinner. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> like a chubbier version. Like, you know, like how you're the chubbier version of Derek Carr. You're also the chubbier version of Mike Skinner. Basically, you are the chubbier version of any bloke with dark, short hair. <laughs> that is who you are. One of that these days, your... I'll make you eat those words, Tom. <laughs> yeah. When I'm 50. <laughs> I won't even remember you when I'm older than you. So. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a good point. It's only a matter of years before I need to find a replacement, don't I? I need to get a new yeah. host because you're not going to be able to record a podcast from a home, are you? So, you know, going to have to well, get someone else in. I mean, technology will moved on really quick then. I won't even know, I won't even know what to do. <laughs> I won't yeah. be able to pick up a phone or anything. <laughs> We're very heartbroken because uh, we actually came to the decision recently where um, we were very hyped up that we were coming over to... Kansas City in week 12 for the Rams versus Chiefs. And uh, because we've been a bit messed around a bit with the airlines, we've uh, we've we've had to knock it on the head, basically, haven't we, mate? Yeah, knock it on the head means cancel for yeah. anyone that doesn't understand his slang. Yeah, we're not going to KC anymore this year. <laughs> no, sad, very sad. Um, it's, like I said, we, we, we couldn't really get excited for it because the flights kept getting cancelled, change times, everything like that, messing with our schedule and everything. And it just got to a point where we're like, do you know what? Let's, let's just wait till the new, uh, the new terminals open in Kansas City <laughs> when they're taking in international flights. And then yeah. uh, we'll get a That's the dream, flight. isn't it? The, the, heat, the London Heathrow to uh, Kansas City International direct flight. One day, it's got to happen. It's got oh. to. Surely it has to happen for the World Cup. Say they cannot have World Cup games at an airport which has to take connection flights. Surely no. not. Exactly. Surely not. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, they've got to get it all ready for that. And I think that was probably obviously something in the mind at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously they didn't have any confirmation that they got the World Cup at that point before they started building it. But I just think it's going to make things a lot easier if they do actually have direct flights for us to get there um yeah. it just makes it a whole 
whole lot easier. Yeah. Um, like our, to put it in perspective, our flights have been cancelled or rearranged three times in yeah. the six weeks since we booked them. And so we, we didn't know where we were coming or going. Our, our, our total travel time for the time home has gone from like 13 hours to 20 hours to 30 hours. It just kept getting messed around. And we had things planned for the Monday that we had to cancel because of the flight times changing. And then I was offered us another flight, which means we could do the Monday thing. In the end, we just said, no, it's not worth it. We cannot get excited for this because it's constantly changing. We're just going to wait. We expect the Chiefs to play in Germany next year. We've got that potentially to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And like we've, we've been to Casey before. It's not like we're, we we have never been. We've been there. We've enjoyed it. Of course, we'd love to have gone again this year. Yeah. But we've decided let's be sensible and um, let's wait for a trip that we can actually get excited for. And um, yeah, hopefully in a couple of years time, once the airport or that terminal is open and Casey is potentially taking the international direct flights from Europe, then we should be away then. In the meantime, we'll just continue listening to the streets. Yeah. Right. It's prediction season, mate. Finally. Um, finally, we're finally. Here. <laughs> we've been back on. We've been back on weekly podcasts for two months now. Yeah. And we have been saying we are gearing up for prediction season, and we didn't want to come too early. That's what she said. We didn't want to come too early when it comes to predictions. We waited until the end of August. It's now August the thirty first. The roster cutdowns happen. We're chiefs are down to the 53. We're covering that arrowheadpride.com. But now we are in the business end of the season. Next week, we're going to bring you a preview of an actual week one NFL game. Next week, this time next week, you will be listening to a preview of an NFL game. So that means that this show is all about predictions. And boy, do we have some predictions. (laughs) Because what we do know is that any prediction that we make now, you will forget unless we get it right because we will not (laughs) because if we get it right we will remind you guys in december in january in february because that will be the high horse that we sit on for the entire off season next year if we get a prediction wrong it doesn't matter you'll forget it and we'll choose to forget it so it's all good but sit back relax and enjoy and potentially laugh at the stupid amount of nonsense that comes out of our, our mouths in the next 45 minutes or so what like the last show <laughs> yeah yeah i know if anyone come back after that well well, well done <laughs> yeah if any of you came back for the uh back to the chiefs uh episode that we did i mean we had a lot of fun making it but um yeah i mean we, we were after a bit of reaction to it and <laughs> i didn't get as much of reaction as we normally get from it but i, 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 think, I think it's I think... called i think it's called tumbleweed isn't it i think that's, <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> i think a lot of people were just like what are they doing <laughs> what's what's the concept of this? did you did you see the tweets that come from aaron borgman like the the former contributor for ap he used to he used to deal with when i first started ap he was part of the team and used to do a lot to do with like medical because he used to be a a, a physio um slash trainer for for the chiefs and eagles under andy reed yeah and he was actually in the locker room that night he was on the sideline oh. and as soon as like ap tweeted out that the link to that podcast he was straight over like like was like why <laughs> why have you done this why have you done this uh, my, like my, my response was you know funny yeah it was a bit like my reaction when you said oh let's do this one this game i was like Re- really tom really? <laughs> we're not gonna nuke ourselves <laughs> yeah we, we've just we've just managed to cancel ourselves in a space of a week it's, it's great you know yeah but just poking fun at the 2013 loss the devastating yeah. loss from the yeah. Colts. but i mean if you haven't haven't listened to it yet yeah, I mean, feel free to have a listen back to it because uh, we did have a lot of fun with it. Um, and yeah, like I said, just feel free and take it take it on face value of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, predictions, predictions, predictions. So um, yeah, we're going to go through um, quite a few categories, actually. It's not going to be the normal kind of, you know, just the win-loss record and that's it and leave it for the next week. No, no, no. We're going the whole hog this week. We've gone for offensive rookie of the year for the Chiefs, contender. Mm-hmm. We've gone for the defensive rookie of the year contender for the Chiefs, and we've gone for defensive player and uh, offensive player. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll do those four first. We've got a few more other categories as well, but we'll do those four first. Um, Chiefs contender for offensive rookie of the year. The contenders, or who do I think is going to win? Uh, is... No, I think I think 
Well, no, let's go with the contender because it, just name a Chiefs player that you think, yeah, I think they're going to be pushing for that offensive offensive rookie of the year title. I think what over the NFL, just to be clear, because you've confused me now with your wording. Is is that across the NFL or is that just yeah, yeah, the Chiefs it, offense? It, it, it's across the NFL, but we've got to pick a Chiefs player. Wow. <laughs> so they're 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 the ones that are like you know leading the charge from the the uh, creme de la creme. Yes. Um, is it possible to say a seventh rounder running back is is in the oh, running boy. to be to, really to be? Well, that's that's the well. If it was a Chiefs offensive rookie of the year, the award for that, then the two candidates are Sky Moore and Isaiah as Isaiah Pacheco. They are literally the only candidates. Wow. Um, so if we're taking that up into the NFL, you've either got to go Pacheco or or Sky Moore, and. I'm going to have to go Sky Moore. You can't say Isaiah Pacheco because he's a seventh round running back. Well, yeah. Like I know a lot of people are getting very hyped about him making this team and he is going to be a big part of this offense. I don't doubt that. But it's going to be a matter of weeks before he actually gets fully involved in in this offense and Mm -hmm. you start to see him become not a feature back, but like a heavy contributor. And by that point, it's probably too late for him to get involved in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. Where Sky Moore... He's already going to be in a position to contribute immediately. He's already going to return punts. And okay, yeah, granted, returning punts has nothing to do with the offensive side of things because it's special teams. But you better believe people will keep that in the back of their mind if it's paired with a good season in terms of receiving. What does a rookie receiver need to to be in contention for that? You're talking about at least a thousand yards. Yes, I more get there. I don't know. I, I think it's bold. I think it would be bold to sit here and say the Chiefs have a candidate for offensive rookie of the year, only because we've talked about it and we probably will go into it again, the amount of options at receiver and at running back. I think there's just too many mouths to feed for one specific um, Chiefs receiver slash running back to be in the conversation for the overall offensive rookie of the year award. Wow, we're going straight in with a bold prediction. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not predicting it. I'm not predicting it. I'm predicting that he is not in the conversation. Oh, right. It's not okay. okay. So who, who are we saying then? Pacheco, yeah? He's got a better chance. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be there. If, now, if we're going to talk to the Chiefs, the Chiefs offensive rookie of the year, just for the team, absolutely Isaiah Pacheco can yeah. win it. But because, not, not for the actual... But not He's entirely not NFL, in no, NFL. I just don't, I don't see it. I think on the other side of the ball, when we get to that shortly, I think there are a couple of options there that could quite easily win Defensive Player of the Year overall yeah. in the NFL. But offensively, no. The Chiefs drafted too late for guys to be noticeable immediately and they drafted players in positions where they were already quite heavy and had a number of bodies, and I don't think there's that guy that's going to sit there. There's not a Justin Jefferson or a Jonathan Taylor. There's, there's not that type of player in the Chiefs, and the Chiefs aren't that desperate for that type of player that they're going to come in and make such a difference. So, no, I don't. I predict that there is no one on the Chiefs team that is going to be in the Offensive Rookie of the Year running come season end. You're right in what you're saying, though. There is a lot of mouths to feed because we saw it in preseason, didn't we? Mahomes mm-hmm. was just spraying the ball around everywhere. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's going to be quite difficult for the these rookies to really kind of break out this year, especially with, like you said, we've 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 got a lot of receiving threats there, um, mm-hmm. and and Pacheco's probably got more of a chance, like you said, than Sky Moore. But yeah, um, I don't think they're going to be they're they're going, they're going to be pushing it the, the the actual NFL offensive rookie of the year. I don't think they'll be doing that. What about um, defensive rookie of the year then for the Chiefs? It's the two first rounders, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be. Got to be on it. I'll let you, Brad. I'll tell you what, you get you have this bit. I was gonna go George Carlactis. Furious George. Furious George. Yeah, he loves that nickname, doesn't he? Mm. I like that nickname. That's a really good nickname, that. Don't get me wrong. Brilliant. I'm a bit guy to Slovakia with a sack he hasn't taken off, but you know. (laughs) Um, Furious George just rolls off the tongue. It does. If you've got a lisp with yours, you you, you're stuffed, haven't you? Anyone in our prisons at all? Oh, yes, sir. We got a Samson, sir. Samson? Samson, the Sadducee Strangler, sir. Uh, Silas, the Syrian Assassin. Uh, several seditious scribes from Caesarea. Uh, 67 Let Syrian... me speak to them, Pontius. Oh, uh, good idea, because Sidivum! We have a Samson, the Sadducee Strangler. Silas, the Assyrian Assassin. Several seditious scribes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I suppose. I never thought about. I never thought about that way. <laughs> Maybe next time I come up with a nickname, I need to account for people with lisps. <laughs> that's, that's what I need that's, to do. That's the key to picking a good nickname, mate. That's yeah. What it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. You, I've. I've. I think Carl Aftus can like be huge i year. think he can as well i wasn't convinced i'm I'm not one of these that was on the bandwagon at the, at the start when we drafted him because i was yeah. like really i'm not really i'm really feeling this but after seeing what he's been doing in pre-season and yeah. get again yes it is pre-season but george carl this just i don't know i just something about him i think he's got that energy he's got that excitement about him i just i just think there's a motor yeah there is yeah he just i think he's gonna get sacks just on will alone like yeah. will and effort and like you shouldn't really like a pet hate of mine is judging players on effort because like you see it with like premier league footballers like you get these players oh like you know like not to be up on it like james milner who plays with liverpool yeah. people say oh i love james milner he's always running always working hard but i could do that <laughs> couldn't i like let's be honest I, around all the time not getting exactly yeah. I, 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 yeah I I I could get I could get to a level of fitness over a few months maybe a couple of years I could get to a level of fitness where I could run around the football pitch like that for 90 minutes and just run around like a headless chicken doesn't mean I'm a good footballer it just means I can run really well and I've got loads of effort yeah and that's where like I kind of sit with like the whole ah he's got loads of effort he's got a high motor and whatnot but you need talent there as well. You need you need to pair the motor with talent. And I think Colatus has got it. Like obviously he's got the power, mm. he's got a bit of technique, but you pair it with the motor. And then when it gets down to like the nitty gritty, the fourth quarter, when the Chiefs are leading games and teams are going to have to come out passing to try and keep up with the Chiefs, I think it's going to be similar to like that 2018 season where the Chiefs defense overall was pretty bad. Yeah. But in terms of no 2019 season, sorry, where the Chiefs defense overall wasn't exactly the greatest. But in the fourth quarter, that's where they've done their damage. Just with Frank Clark, Chris Jones, they've done their damage because teams were coming out and they were trying to pass the ball on the Chiefs to, mm. to keep up with them. But yeah. they had these guys who were just collecting sacks. And I think Carl Atters is going to do that. And when you're in a when you're in a rookie season with the likes of Aiden Hutchinson, who's everyone's going on about, and you've got the couple of other rookies in the past rush that think they're expected to make big impacts early. I think Carl Atters is going to be in a better position to make an impact more so than any other uh, rookie pass rusher purely because of the situation the Chiefs offense is going to put him in, mm-hmm. where he's going to be able to pin his ears back and just go callbacks are going to have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer because they're going to try to make these passes. So it wouldn't surprise me if Carl Afters makes double-digit sacks, get hits maybe closer to 15 than, say, 10. Yeah. And if, it's, if he's in that 13, 14, 15 range for sacks, he's absolutely in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Any more than that. And then he'd be in the, in the Defensive Player of the, uh, of the Year conversation. So I, I do feel like this, this particular season, in terms of rookie expectation and rookie seasons, we're going to look at Carl Afters and there is potential there for him to have like not an all-time defensive season Mm. for a rookie but a very very good one that people would look at when they start to talk about like end of first round pass rushes because there's this there's this thought process that goes around that oh if you get a pass rush at the end of the first round it's not going to be very good Mm. well Carl Aftus can change that way of thinking going forward if he's very good this year I've got Carl Aftus going for about 13 sacks this season that's that's what I think I think I think you can do it Especially on that defensive uh, front now, I, th- I, I think you can do it. Seventeen games. We remember we've got to make the adjustment for seventeen games. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. I, I, the, your 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 number ties in quite like quite nicely with the amount of wins that I've got. The cheese, no spoilers that I've got <laughs> later in the year, and so the situations we're talking about that Carl Afters is going to be in. Mm. I don't. I expect him to be the day one starter. Opposite Frank oh, Clark, yeah. I know. I know Carlos Dunlap has come in. They've signed signed him to do a job, but they've signed him to get situational sacks. I think Carl Afters is going to be the guy opposite Frank Clark, mm-hmm. and even if he's not, Frank Clark, we know just cannot play seventeen games. He cannot stay healthy. So if Carl Afters keeps himself fit, works on his technique, carries on trying hard and bringing that bringing that energy, bringing that motor every single down, then I think sacks are just going to fall into his lap, and the the numbers will be what wins him wins him awards. I will throw in one more just for this uh, defensive rookie of the year contender. Um, I really like the look of Brian Cook. Really like the look of him. Um, do you think you know, he's? Do you think he's the starter? I think no. I, I and again, it's what we were saying before about you know obviously Pacheco obviously not getting the uh, the actual starts that he needs to probably be 
you know, up there as, a, as one of the contenders for the uh, offensive rookie. But I think Brian Cook, I think he will work his way in because um, from from what we've seen of him already again in preseason, he's he's very much like such a he's an all rounder. That's what I feel like from him. He's an all rounder. He's good in the he's good in the run and the pass blocking. Uh, great at tackling. I mean, um, I, I saw a stat the other day that apparently last year in his college year, or whatever, he only whiffed on seven tackles out of a hundred. It's not uh, a bad success rate, and you've already seen it. This, bad, this, this <laughs> you've seen it this preseason already with special teams tackles. He looks like he's going to be a contributor in special teams. Oh yeah, I, I am interested by the defensive rotation uh, in cornerbacks because if you, you if you had to name a starting set right now, say a starting four, you're probably going to go with McDuffie, Sneed. Mm-hmm. Um, Reed and Thornhill. That's probably going to be your four. But how often do you play a base of four? Don't you? the base these days is yeah. basically a nickel package. So again, if the nickel package, you expect probably Sneed to kick inside or McDuffie to kick inside, Rashard Fenton to come in and play that outside corner. But it's when they start bringing these these free safety looks, which we know Spags loves a free safety looks. He used to love dropping Daniel Sorensen yeah. down into the box and then letting a Tyre Matthew be his like Swiss Army knife and then playing Thornhill behind him. So I'm interested to see if they stick to that or do they bring in one of these other corners i think i think they bring in brian cook i do i think it will be brian cook then it will be uh justin reed Thornhill, and then you'll just have you'll they'll probably leave like nick bowen or willie gay onto the field and that will be the package but i do feel like the chiefs have more flexibility on that side of things than they have done in previous years because of the amount of bodies and the amount of bodies that they have that can be contributors early on yeah all right, let's move on to the Chiefs contender for the offensive player of the year. This is everybody on offense now. <laughs> Every, <laughs> Creed Humphrey? Uh-huh. Creed, <laughs> Creed Humphrey? <laughs> hey, why not? Hey, why not? It, it, I, I, can I just say as well, it was criminal that you never got into the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl doesn't count. I know, but it was still criminal. I mean, you recognize like, the lad for what he did, you know? I'm, I'm not being funny. That, like any award which or recognition that you or I can have some influence on doesn't doesn't matter no. the fact is that the average joke can vote on it and yeah that, that's the thing with fan fan voting isn't it, it it's essentially a popularity con- a contest and no one outside of KC unless you're like paid to follow the NFL really cares about what Kansas City's rookie centers doing do they like they, they just don't give they don't give crap really let's be honest um it's take it took how many years for Mitch Morse to get recognition so it's uh, it doesn't really bother me the all pro on the other hand is something that I think we should care about but let's not go down that route Creed Humphrey <laughs> is definitely not in the running for offensive rookie of the year but the Chiefs had two guys uh, offensive rookie offensive player in the year but the Chiefs have two guys that absolutely are and I think one of them is going to win it. And I think be the, the, the name is Patrick Mahomes. Really? I would have gone for the other guy. Go on in. Travis Kelsey. You, you tell us why Sky Moore's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. Travis Kelsey, I think. Um, I, I mean, I say Travis Kelsey, right? I'm going to really contradict myself here, right? But having seen how this uh, offensive unit plays, where they're literally spreading the ball around everywhere, I really hope that doesn't that doesn't kind of eat into Travis Kelsey's receiving yard numbers. It, but it's gonna, isn't it? I don't think it will. Do you not think it will? No, I think I think Kelsey will get his regardless. He's just too good. He is. He's a he's a unicorn, as you call him. He, he's just too good. Like they're not going to be able to double cover him. They're going to have to leave him leave him on an island. And if they leave, go man on man, he's going to beat that. If they go to zone defenses, we know what Travis Kelsey's going to do against that. Yeah. You've obviously got the added bonus of Juju being very good across the middle. You've also got the added bonus of having Sky Moore, McCall Hardman, these guys that can play on the start as well and create space for Travis Kelsey. I, I think Kelsey's going to still get his. Mahomes and Kelsey are, are just on, they're on another level. They're, they're like Their mind reading technique for each other is just crazy. They see the same things all the time. They, 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 they know where they're going before the play even kicks off. They just know. And I don't think... If you're Mahomes, you're going to step away from that willingly when you've yeah. got such a guy that's just old Mr. Reliable, and that's what he is. I hate calling Travis Kelsey old, but he is an old man compared to the rest of the team, let's be honest. Yeah. He, what is he, 33 this year, 32, 33? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I fully expect Kelsey again to be in that 1,000-yard range. I just don't see, I don't see how he's in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year if he's never been in it before. If he's never, oh. if he's never been there before... 
I don't see how he wins it in this particular season because we, yeah. we, we're coming into an era now where teams are treating number one receivers like number one receivers. They're paying them quarterback money and there has to be the receptions and the yards to go to these players. Otherwise, what's the point in, in paying them? So you've got the like of Tay Adams in 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 Oakland or Las Vegas, sorry, who's going to be amazing. You've got Tyreek Hill, who is going to be force-fed targets in Miami. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. to happen. Justin Jefferson in in uh, Minnesota is going to have a hell of a year. And then you've got the running backs as well. And there's a number of running backs who could be, have a good year. If Christian McCaffrey stays fit, he can be in the conversation. I just don't see how, when it comes to skill players, Travis Kelsey can push himself up into that conversation if he hasn't done it already. What he got 1350 if he in 2020 and he wasn't in the conversation. I don't expect him to be near 1350 now. Or he expects him to be over a thousand, but he's not going to be in that conversation. It's strange, isn't it? Because we saw what he did last year when he was like, what, the f- top, was he the first in receiving yards or something last year? A little while, yeah. Um, it, amongst all receivers, including wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't good enough. Yeah. Which is crazy to think that you know a, a tight end who was who was putting up those numbers with WR ones in the league, yeah, and he still wasn't getting talked about. So yeah, you probably got a good point there. You probably got. I do think I, I do think a pass catcher wins it though this year. Like yeah, I do. Yeah, I I think Patrick Mahomes is in for another award. I think he's in the conversation. I think he's going to be electric this year. Mm. Um, I can't see them if he wins one award. I don't think he's going to win the other. Um, so they don't really give out two awards. Yeah, to, to yeah the same no. Player, they? no. So if we if we take the quarterbacks out of it, I think in terms of receivers, I think the number one potential candidate is probably Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. Um, I think he's going to have a ridiculous season. Yeah, think, what with Derek Carr? Yeah, I do. Really? I, do. I think that's probably a bold be, prediction. <laughs> I do. I've got obviously the Fresno State connection. Yeah, I, I think. I think he's that good. He is that good, Devontae Adams. Good player, yeah. And good player. he's going to a team arguably with more weapons than Aaron Rodgers ever had in Green Bay. So there's potential there for him to see less less coverage. And I just think he's going to eat. And I think Devontae Adams is probably going to lead, lead the NFL in receiving yards. And so he's probably my bet to win yeah. Offensive Player of the Year. Okay, then uh, Chiefs contender for the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, now, I'm... I've got a sneaky suspicion about Chris Jones because I think obviously with the, everything that was going on last year where he was thinking, I'm going, I'm a D end, I'm a D end, I'm a D end. And then he realized I'm not a D end. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's now getting to the point now where he's, 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 he's really going to have to hone it in now in his craft in this season. And and he's going to have a lot of help now because, like you said, we've got Dunlap, we've got Carl Aftis, we've got, uh, we, we've got Frank, Frank Clark, um, you know, and I think, there's a lot of bodies there now that is kind of going to stretch a lot of those, these um, opposition all lines. And I think Chris Jones is going to finally start to eat. That's my belief in it. Anyway, I, I, I feel like he's going to have a bit more of a, uh, an impact this season than he has um, well, more than he did last year. I'll put it that way. Um, he looks leaner. He looks fitter. Um, I just think he understands now that you can't just switch positions and can't believe that you're one thing when you're not, you, you know, yeah, um, and and I think he realizes he knows where he should be. Um, and I think, for me, I think Chris Jones really could have a career year out of this. So a career year would be more than fifteen and a half sacks. That's what he got in twenty nineteen. Yeah, or twenty eighteen rather. Yeah. Do you think do you think he's can get above that? I, I think yeah. I think because they are, like I said, the opposition all lines are going to be stretched that much, trying to stop everybody that we've got on there now. Um, Isn't it mad how where we at now? We're talking about defensive really? line, like. The defensive line we were all dreading like yeah. six weeks ago. And yeah. now we're looking at it like obviously they've got Saunders, they've got Chris Jones, they've got these guys, and we're looking at it thinking, actually, are they gonna be good? Like <laughs> are they gonna be good? And could be. Uh, I think it looks better than it did last year. I I I, I agree. Hmm. I think yeah, I think it's Only hard slightly. not to, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's hard not to agree because they were so bad. And I like, were bad. So bad, and like Melvin Ingram comes in, and he made such a difference. To, he made like, them all look poor. Did it Ingram? Made yeah, but he also he made them look poor originally, but then also made them look a lot better a few weeks later because of he <laughs> elevated the whole team. It seems. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I I think Chris Jones is probably the, realistically the only contender. Mm. Like I would love to say Willie Gay. Yeah. 
because yeah. I just I love Willie Gay and I, I think he's just just so much fun to watch he's like not only is he a fun player to watch he's also amazingly entertaining as well on the sideline <laughs> and in interviews but unfortunately that doesn't count that doesn't count for um yeah. for accolades but I I think Chris Jones is probably the only contender I just don't really see one no. on this Chiefs defense I think I think if the Chiefs defense is going to be good it's going to be because of a collective effort um from all, all areas of the defense I don't see them being like good because of TJ Watt getting 23 sacks or whatever it is I I don't yeah. I don't I don't see that type of contribution coming from the Chiefs and I think the, the defensive player of the year is much likely to go to, more likely to go to someone like Jalen Ramsey or TJ Watt, someone along that those sort yeah. of lines that are true superstars at their positions and they are true difference makers. Yes, Chris Jones absolutely makes a difference for the Chiefs, but he isn't the reason why the Chiefs wins games. He, yes, he helps close them, mm. but then the, that defense is never the reason why the Chiefs wins game until they become that reason consistently. I always feel like Chiefs defensive players will be overlooked because of the guy wearing number 15 on the other side of the ball. I wish we could find a TJ Watt or a Nick Borser or something like that. Really imagine good. like, I don't know, imagine just having Harley in Houston in their heyday in this team. Mm, yeah. Like, imagine oh. if you could like, imagine if you could pick up, what was it, 2015, that defense? Yeah. You could pick up that 2015 defense and put it with this team now. Mm-hmm. So you got like, Eric Berry, Marcus Peters, Justin Houston, Tumba Harley, Derek Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Like you put that, put parts of that defense with this defense, this team would be on Sean Smith. Yeah. Sean <laughs> Smith. Yeah, sure. I forgot about Sean Smith. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, it just imagine having like that level of defense with, with this team. And that's, the, I suppose that's always been the frustrating part of being a Chiefs fan is that one half of the ball has always been good at a, and the opposite time to the other side yeah, of the ball it's is there, like they never seemed to match and the one year they did seem to match a little bit was in 2019 and what happened we won the Super Bowl yeah alright then uh, most receiving yards for the Chiefs this year who are we going with Juju Juju you going Juju all aboard the Juju train Juju <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one either no, I'm not the only person that thinks this. There are, there is a lot, or there are a lot of people that think the same. Earlier today, I tweeted out asking for some predictions, bold predictions, and Duggan says Juju will have a 1,000 plus 10 t- touchdown season. Duncan yeah. Smith, Duncan Smart says something similar about Juju. I'm not the only person that says this. I, I do feel like. I'm beginning to sound like a little bro- bit of a broken record when it comes to Juju Smith-Schuster, but he's my guy this year. He absolutely is my guy. Yeah. And I think Kelsey will get the 1,000-yard mark. I do. But if we're working on the premise that Mahomes is going to be around the 4,500 to 5,000-yard 5, uh, region, there's room for two 1,000-yard receivers. Absolutely, there is. And I think Juju's going to top it. I, I just think he's going to be a guy that Mahomes absolutely trusts and loves having around the team. We've already seen it this this offseason that in training camp, he's trying to find Juju, trying to find Juju. Obviously, it doesn't help that Juju's been injured for a little while now, but come week one when he's back, I just feel like the first read will always be Kelsey, but that second read will always be Juju. And we know how well the second read does in this Chiefs offense because everyone always tries and shuts down that first read. So I, I would not be surprised if Juju is around the 12.50 mark. I really wouldn't. I, I, I have got such high hopes for that guy in this offense. I think he's going to make the whole league look stupid, but only offering him a single year, $10 million contract or whatever it is. I think he is in for a hell of a payday next March. Yeah. Um, and again, I was one another one of those who was at the beginning of it when the Chiefs got him in. I thought, really? Is Juju really going to be the answer? Um, but like you said, seeing in, in training camp um, and the connection he seems to have with Mahomes, it does look a bit mouth-watering now, doesn't it? Yeah. Go on, who's your one then? Is he, you go, it's, say, it's okay to say Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I am actually going to say Kelsey. Yeah, I am actually going to say Kelsey because I just think, I just think, Kel, like you said, Kelsey's a unicorn. He is the the talisman. He's the guy. He's best mates with, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, and you've convinced me even more now that the fact that because there are a lot more people a lot more mouths to feed. 
Um, it's just going to stretch the field a heck of a lot more for him, isn't it? Um, and he's going to he's going to be wide open. More sacks. But I've got to say, Chris Jones, haven't I? After what I've said before previously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like you've just scribbled out a name and thought, actually, no, I can't say that now because I look stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to go Chris Jones for for reasons that I mentioned before. Yeah. I'm going to go Carl Aftus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I Should we have a bet on this one? Yeah. let's. What is it? Sandwich bet or is it? Uh... I'll tell you what. Right. If... Carl Aftus leads the league in sacks. No, I'll tell you what. If Carl Aftus leads the league in sacks, you have to buy me a Greek football shirt. A Greek football shirt? Yeah. If, if Chris Jones leads the league in sacks, you have to buy me a CJ bathing suit from Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you have to wear it on a podcast. Yeah, pretend I'm CJ. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll come up. We'll come up with a prize, but we'll have a we'll have a bet on that. We'll have a friendly bet, shall we? Let's know if who do you think's right, uh, Carl Aftus or Chris Jones. Obviously, the safe bet is Chris Jones, but I don't know. Is it a I, safe bet, though? I, 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 I like I like this Greek guy. I like this Greek god uh, called Furious George. So yeah, give it give it to me. Give Here it to George. Yeah. Uh, right, Do you reckon you'd get in trouble for smashing plates after sacks? <laughs> well, instead of getting a Big Mac, everybody gets to smash a plate. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. What? That's that. They absolutely need to play that arrowhead after sacks, don't they? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. I'm putting it over. It. You'll hear it now. You'll hear it now. It's playing over now. <laughs> Whenever we talk about Furious George, I am playing that music. Uh, right, okay. Um, we need to, well, we need it in the break, but we've got two more to go through. So, uh, most interceptions. Um, it's got to be McDuffie, hasn't it? No, I'm going Willie Gay Jr. You got really? You're going center yeah. of the field? Is that what I'm you're going? going wow. Willie Gay. Right, that man okay. is getting. That man got his hands on a lot of balls this summer. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Willie Gay. He, he has got an eye for the football. And I don't think there's going to be many interceptions or, uh, like for one individual person. I think four, maybe five will probably win this award this year. And I, I fancy Willie Gay to um, get some right. get some interceptions. Yeah, so I, I reckon he'll probably end up with four, five, six maybe. And I think that'll be enough to lead, lead the Chiefs in INTs. Not McDuffie then. Oh, I am I am full I'm, I am a full blown Willie Gay stan account this year, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just there. I'm just there. I am in love with these Chiefs linebackers. Yeah. I just do you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because I love Nick Bolton. Yeah. I, I think he's great. I am um, so yeah, I, I'm with you on that with the linebackers. And 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 actually as well, the DBs. I'm actually really liking these DBs as well. I'm really positive about them. Um, you know, I think we've got I think we've got a hell of a team this year, mate. I really do. Anyway, before I get too excited, uh <laughs> most touchdowns. <gasps> Ooh. Receiving or rushing? Or like just scoring? I think it's just most touchdowns overall, would you say? Um This is a good one. Because where does it. the ball I'm go doing up? it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Go on. Jody Fortson. Jody Fortson. Now that yeah. that's actually it's almost a bold prediction, but not because we know it we know his ability. It absolutely is a bold prediction to say our fourth tight end is going to lead the team <laughs> at touchdown receptions. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because if it's not right, then no one will remember this prediction. But if it is right, I will cut the last two minutes out of this podcast and play it continuously for years to come. <laughs> so Jody Fortson is going to lead this team in touchdowns because none of the running backs will because there's too many to go around. Yeah. And we we don't like scoring too many rushing touchdowns anyway. And Mahomes seems to take his fair share of them. Receiving touchdowns, yeah, okay. There's going to be a few. Valder Scatlin Scout, will get his few. McColl will get his manufactured ones. Obviously, Kelsey will get his. But we all know that touchdowns is uh, is not Kelsey's strong point. It never has no, been. Not. Never has been his strong point. So I think Mr. Fortson is going to eat in the red zone. 
We've seen the back shoulder throw from Mahomes now. We've seen him throw it up top and let Fortson go and get it. He's a basketball guy. He's like going to be Demi- oh. he's going to be the guy that we wanted Demetrius Harris to be. I was going to say, did you that's, say he's a basketball guy? That, that is that is who he's going to be. <laughs> he's going to be Demetrius Harris, but the one version that we wanted. I was going to pull you up there because you hated that whenever they mentioned Demetrius Harris. Yeah, we going, oh, did you know he used to play basketball? <laughs> Honestly. Jody Fortson is going to be Demetrius Harris, like the fifth upgrade. Like if Demetrius Harris is the first iPhone, yeah, then Jody Fortson is like the iPhone X. That that's what it is. So Jody Fortson is completerius Harris, <laughs> <laughs> not incompletrius <laughs> Harris. Matron, <laughs> take them away. <laughs> Oh, Brad, you are on fire today. <laughs> Love it. No, it's a good shout that, but I'm I'm going Juju. I'm going the safe bet there. I'm going Ju- Juju on that one because I think uh, he's a big presence as Juju. He's he's obviously bigger presence than what uh, Tyreek Hill was um, size wise. I mean, not obviously not you know speed and playability and things like that, but um, I think Juju is that target man. I, I, I just you know from what you see from from training camp, he is that target man. All right, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be doing some more season predictions. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. We're going to do some more season predictions because it's it, it, basically the season's here. It's around the corner. Really can't wait for the season to start. And, uh, you know, every game, the, the next game we watch means something. Are you going to stay up and watch Rams Bills, do you think? Probably. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I've been starved with actual competitive football for so as long. If they, as if they put the potential, like, game of the year at week one, by the way. Do you know what? It could be. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a game, that. Like, when was the last time that, the has it ever happened, by the way, where the season's kicked off with one game and ended with the exact same fixture later on in the year? Oh, yeah, because, that would be a good start, that, wouldn't it? W- w- like, would you be surprised? Okay, obviously this leans into what we're going to talk about in a few minutes' time, but it wouldn't be shocking if it was a rams Bill Super Bowl, would it? I don't want it to be, but no, you're right. It, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were very close. We were, we were 13 seconds away from getting it last year. Because let's well, be honest, yeah. the Bills have absolutely destroyed the Bengals last last last. Oh time. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's, I think it's an odd choice. Like I don't understand why the NFL throws really good games in a week one. I just don't feel there's any need for it because we've been starved for so long. Just give us anything. Yeah, well, Literally, they, they could they could op- they could open the season with the Washington Commanders versus the Houston Texans, and we will all still be massively hyped to watch it. <laughs> Checking out fantasy teams. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They don't need they don't they don't need to go straight in and give us the main course. They could no. they, they need to break us in nicely. You know, like them. We, we need a bit of full play first. NFL. You can't just go straight in there. You can't. Yeah. Come on. You just, just warm us up a bit. Exactly, you know what I mean. Get us <laughs> <laughs> warmed up, jeez. No, I agree. It could be, it could be a real belt of this one, really good one. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the Chiefs one I'm looking forward to the most. Obviously, being the Chiefs fan, but um, I'm actually really looking forward to watching the Dolphins this year as well. Yeah, I really, I, I'm not ashamed that. to say it. I'm not yeah. ashamed to say it. So, the reason why you're watching the Dolphins is it because you're looking to watch them fail, or because you you're you're hoping Tyreek does well? What do you think? 
<laughs> I know you, and you absolutely want the Dolphins to crash and burn this year. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, is that is that bad? Is that bad wanting wanting some? I just. Do you know what? It's I. They just don't. They don't worry me enough yet. No, I I know what you mean. Yeah. I think they're good, and we get on to where I think they're going to end up this year. But uh, they're, they're not, for me, they're, they're not at the elite table yet with the AST. There's a few teams that are, um, but I don't feel like they're, they're quite there. I think they're, they're in that second sort of tier. Yeah. Um, I think they do well because of favourable scheduling, but um, yeah. I, don't, I don't see them as like an AFC elite yet. And uh, I, I struggle to see where, how they could be with tour at quarterback as well. Yeah, talking about the strength of schedule there, they, apparently they have the 21st hardest schedule. So, yeah, and what we got number one, haven't we? We've got the hardest schedule in the league, haven't we? Well, do you know, I would actually say that, but apparently if you combine the uh, the por- the opponent's wins and everything like that that we've got in, in obviously, our schedule, apparently we're tied fifth. Okay. So it's still it's up there apparently rams has got the the hardest one with the the teams with the most combined wins or something that okay. they're playing against so like you said i mean anybody can you know hit hot or anything like that um but yeah the dolphins the dolphins got a, a, one of the easiest ones they've got basically so yeah it's I'm probably not going to get my wish am i mercy <laughs> <laughs> anyway Let's crack on because we've got the uh, we're going to do the Chiefs final win loss prediction. We're not going to go through each every single game, um, but um, I'll go first. I've got them going as thirteen and four. Wow, thirteen and four. I think I had lo- I think I had losses with the uh, against the Bills. I think there was one of the Chargers games. I think that was at SoFi. Um, I had us losing to the Rams at Arrowhead, um, and. Good job we're not going now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I actually had them losing the last game, which was actually against the, the Raiders in Allegiant uh, Stadium. I've got us at 12 and 5. Have you? Yeah. I think we lose one of the games to um to LA. I think we probably lose one of the games to Vegas as well. Yeah, I've got that. I think actually think we'll beat the Bills. Do you? You actually think Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, but I, I think I've I think we'll probably lose to the Rams. I think we'll probably lose to the 49ers. And then I just, you just never know. I always feel like there's a loss somewhere that can appear. And I just, I find it really hard to predict this team to win 13 games when they've got technically the hardest schedule, start of a schedule of all time. Yeah. So I'm very much on like the, the 12 and 5 11 to 11 and six sort of range. And I think, I think they're over under total set at 10 and a half. So I still expect them to exceed expectations in terms of what Vegas is offering. I don't feel like they're going to be that much of a drop off compared to what people say, but I think I feel like 12 and five is kind of the ceiling for this team. If the, if the chiefs win, if the chiefs manage to win 13, 13 plus games with a defense that's in transition, with a wide receiver room that's in transition, with a quarterback that is in transition into a new era, then the Chiefs will go on to win everything this year. Yeah. Because they will prove that they are that good. And any any loss in, in that time is just a hiccup. Mm. But I don't think like the team are just quite there. This defense is still so, so young. And they're going to go against so many teams that are so well positioned and like set up as well to try and beat Kansas City. The Chargers set up to beat Kansas City. Vegas trying to set up to beat Kansas City. And you've got obviously, I'm talking about losing to the Rams as Super Bowl winners. The 49ers will be good as well. And they, again, they could potentially they've got to go to Tampa Bay and play Tom Brady as well, even though all manner of things going up from with Tampa Tom at the moment. But yeah, they, they could quite easily drop that game on Sunday night. I, I just sit here and really, really struggle just to pick. 13 games, which are just like, yeah, dead cert, dead cert, dead cert, dead cert. There's, there's not enough dead certs in here. So whenever, when the, you can't pick a game dead cert, you kind of have to coin flip it. And yes, yeah, so that's why that's why I've ended up at 12 and five. And I, I do think it's a generous 12 and five as well. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I, I disagree completely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly, so I'm what, really what's the ceiling? And like, what, 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 what's the, what, if you're offering a range, what's the ceiling and what's the floor for you for this team? The floor for me is 10. 
The floor is 10. I would say 11 for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. you, you can't imagine a world where they only win 10 games and they drop seven. I can't. So with the team we've got right now and the excitement that we seem to have with with all those players, like kind of really bringing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard, it's difficult to say it again because it obviously we've only just had training camp and pre-season. But from what I see of them, what I hear of this team, they just they just feel as though they're really set up to do well. I mean, yeah, like you said, we 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 know last year obviously the all line was um, kind of the, it was the first time they had kind of were together and we had a few little teething problems here and there, and we we are going to have that with the defensive side. We are going to have it, but I think the defensive line. Seems like it's it, it's it's as it was before with a few more additions bolted onto it. Where the difference is, is obviously the DBs, uh, linebackers, all that kind of thing, isn't there? There seems to be a bit more of a, a difference there. But like you said, the linebackers, we've already got a couple of, what, second-year vets now mm-hmm. out of those two. Um, we've got Reed, who is obviously, uh, you know, our veteran kind of safety we've got. And then we've got Sneed, who is what second year vet now? Um, I just feel as though that there's a, there's enough there, and they're young enough, and they're all kind of it, it feels it feels to be more like a brotherhood between them all. Okay. Um, and I just I just feel like they're getting it. They feel like they're, I, they're on the program, basically. I just struggle to see how any of that, and I agree with what you're saying. I just I struggle to see how that is ties in enough for the Chiefs to win these extra games against these formidable opponents Yeah, in a conference that is absolutely loaded and trying their absolute hardest to beat the Chiefs. Because the Bengals might have won the conference, but the AFC is still chasing the Chiefs. Mm. Let's, be, let's be clear. They like, oh, yeah. The, 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 the Bengals reaching the Super Bowl was an outlier. No one really cares about the Bengals. They're not, they're not set, teams aren't setting up to try and beat the Bengals, are they? They're, they're, oh. they're setting up to try and beat the Chiefs. The Buffalo Bills do not give a damn about the Cincinnati Bengals. They are trying to set up to beat the Chiefs. Same with the Ravens, same with the AFC West. And when you've got that bigger target on your back, I think eventually it's going to count for something. So I'm sitting here going, I really want to say 13 wins, but I just cannot, can't go that high. If I had to put a, a ceiling on a very good year, I could go to 14, like as an absolute ceiling. But I just don't, I can't. I can't imagine a world without having. I just don't think it will. But my floor's ten wins, and Andy Reid team with this amount of talent isn't going to win in any less than ten games. So that ten to fourteen range will be enough to get him into the playoffs. Probably enough to win in the AFC West. But I've, I'm sitting in the middle. I'm going for the. I'm going for twelve wins, and I think the, the overall record will be twelve and five, and, and winning the AFC West once again. Okay, right. We need to discuss playoff teams. Ooh. <laughs> playoff teams. Let's go division winners first for each AFC. Yeah, AFC. let's do that. Let's not go into too many details because no one wants to hear our opinions about the other people's teams. But let's let's yeah. go for our four division winners. So AFC East, I've got the Bills. AFC North, I've got the Ravens. AFC South, I've got the Colts. And AFC West, obviously got the Chiefs. How about you? Well, this makes for a really boring podcast, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, you've got the same, have you? <laughs> so I'm the guy that's done a little bit of research and decided those teams. You've just picked them up for women, gone for the exact same. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're, those four teams, we don't need to go into details as to why. But yeah, I think those four are going to win the um, win the, the AFC divisions. And I'm, I, I'd, I'd even put money on those four winning the division. Yeah. Do you want to do the NFC then? Yeah, go on and let me have a go for once. Stop <laughs> hogging the mic, Brad. Hogging the mic. Um, I've gone uh, Eagles, Vikings, Saints, and Rams as my the noticeable one. There is the Bucks not winning the division. That's what I've gone for there. Right. So you've gone for you've gone for the Saints and you've gone for the the Vikings as well to win. Yeah, the... I like the Vikings this year. Really, I do. I think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are going to be so fun to watch this year. And really? I'm saying I'm saying the same. Kirk Cousins is going to be fun to watch, and I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to fall off a cliff. I do. I, I just, I'm really hoping for an Aaron Rodgers like terrible season. So you're watching just, the Packers this year, right? Yeah, I, yeah. While you're watching the Dolphins, I'll be watching the Packers. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the Packers doing badly. Even though I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, but I think the Vikings have an excellent opportunity to win that division. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going bold. The Vikings to win the NFC, NFC North. 
Do you know what the, the the most boring out of those NFC divisions is going to be? Is going to be the NFC South. I'm just looking at it there. You know when you said the Saints for the yeah. for, for your choice, mm-hmm. you can kind of see it. I mean, everything that's been going on, with, like you said, with 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 Tompa, um, mm-hmm. and it, you know he's kind of got a bit of a depleted O line at the moment as well. I think I think you could be right there. Saints might be a bit of a sneaky little. Bet They're going to be so good defensively as well. Yeah, right. Tyron Matthews is going to be in the defensive player of the year conversation. By the way, there's there's a bold prediction. That's a bold prediction. There's yeah. a bold prediction. That is a bold prediction. Uh, did you say 49ers at the end or the Rams? Uh, I said the Rams. No, I agree with those. Um, so those are the division winners. Um, who's going to be in the wild cards? So ASC, bear with me. I've gone for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They always make it. They're just a, a shoe in, aren't they? Uh, LA Chargers and Miami Dolphins are my free playoff teams. <laughs> You've got the there, Dolphins in there. There's, there's one of my bold predictions. The AFC West might be the best division in football, but only two teams will make the playoffs out of it. All right, then I'm going to go with Steelers, Titans, Chargers. That's bold. Yeah. Tennessee Titans. Titans I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, why I plucked them out the air, but Titans, yeah, I think I think they might have a good chance. Based on absolutely nothing. Based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, NFC. Who's your who's your who's your NFC playoff teams? Your your wild cards. So I'm going to go NFC. I'm going to go Cowboys, Packers, and Cardinals. I think the Packers are still going to be a, a you know still going to be a bit of a powerhouse. Yeah, uh, definitely. As long as they've got Aaron Rodgers, they're always going to be, aren't they? Um, the Cowboys. Now I've mentioned the Cowboys because I they've got the easiest schedule by okay. far. So I think if they can't get through uh into the wild at least the wild cards then um they they might as well just give up uh and the cardinals is just one of those i've just thrown in so you're leaving out tampa uh, tampa and uh the 49ers i think tampa bay is not going to make it this year do you think this will be tom brady's last season if they don't make the playoffs yes do you reckon there's a chance he can retire halfway through the season Yes, absolutely i think i think he looked from that interview that i saw the other day he looked like he's had enough and that's a bold prediction, <laughs> but I think I think yeah, Tom Brady. Like, now... I don't want to question. I don't want to speculate about what's going on behind the scenes, but it doesn't look like it's no. all all rosy in Tampa at the moment. It's not, and whatever it is that's going off at the minute, whether it is you know personal reasons or whether it is because they have this depleted all line or whatever, I have no idea. But it just seems, it seems like it's it's, it's just the magic's gone. I think from from what I saw from that. Mm. that press conference um the magic ain't there anymore yeah i, I agree so uh super bowl teams the bills are going to make it this year the afc you reckon but yeah i think i think the bills are, are, are going to be there this year um and i've got to actually throw in a real kind of weird one which is the cowboys that is a weird one um i, I think that's ludicrous with the loss of Tyron smith and i died Come, yeah, that press guy isn't that guy. Yeah, I I don't see it. Um, you not see it? Nah, I can absolutely see the Bills making a Super Bowl. By the way, I yeah. can see that. But you know, this is a Chiefs podcast, and one of us has to say it. So I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs make the podcast, make the podcast, make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, only because that's who they are. That's that's the team they want to be. That's they are. They have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and I think when it comes to playoffs, that counts for them more than anything. So I think the Chiefs are still the class of the AFC, despite what happened last year. Even um, with a young team. Even with the young team, I still think they can win the Super Bowl. And if uh, I'd say which team do I trust the most out of everyone in the AFC, I think the Chiefs are the team I trust the most. I don't expect them to be the number one seed because of strength for schedule. That's the only reason why I don't expect them to be the number one seed. I think the Bills will have that. When it comes to the playoffs, I trust Patrick Mahomes. I trust Andy Reid over anyone else. So I will always go for the AFC uh, team being the, the Chiefs. On the other side, now you thought you were left field with yours, cowboy pick. Uh, I'm, I'm. Do you know what I'm doing? I, I, I'm kind of rooting for this team a little bit this year. All right. I, I like the Eagles. Really? Yeah. I like the Eagles a lot this year. Um, what? Because of the draft. Not just because of the draft, but just like you look at this roster and it is just absolutely loaded. Devonta Smith will receive. They've got AJ Brown now from from yeah. from Tennessee. I just the two through to fifty three. The Eagles have one of the best rosters in the NFL. The problem is the the, the guy at quarterback, and yeah. I I think I think they can win with Jalen Hurts. 
I do. I, th- I think he's good enough for them to win. And I'd, I, I'd even argued that they could win with Gardner Minshew at quarterback as well, because he's the backup there. And if Jalen Hurts gets hurt or doesn't start playing well, I think Gardner Minshew could come in and they could do a job. And the wow. NFC is crap compared to the AFC. <laughs> it is so bad. You look at the team and you think, oh, they should all be powerhouses. Look at these teams. But they're not. They're just, they are powerhouses in terms of name, but in terms of actual talent, they're just so poor compared to the AFC side of things. Mm. you've got a couple of teams in there that have some really big names and like the Rams and stuff like that and the Packers obviously got the big star players but in terms of like abundance of talent the AFC absolutely destroys the NFC in terms of that but when you look at roster construction the, the Eagles are just there they are absolutely there and if they don't do it, they don't make a run this year with Jalen Hurts they will move on from him because they know they have a roster in that in that city that is capable of moving go, stepping back up, up to the top table in the NFL so I do like the Eagles I know it's out there which should be classed as a bold prediction but my, my Super Bowl pick is actually an Andy Reid bowl and it's going to be <laughs> Philadelphia versus Kansas City for uh, Super Bowl 56 oh. or 7 whatever it is these days can you imagine that yeah imagine Wow, that would be that would be yeah, that would be a good one. And and, and if the Chiefs actually win it for Lenny as well, Oof. that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, tell me about really good. All right, and uh, Super Bowl winners, uh, have got the Bills. Sorry, I've got the Chiefs. I think yeah. even though I think it's uh, even though I think it's a transition year, I, I I think the Chiefs are a team on a mission. They've got that. They've got that 2019 type bite. You know, after the D Ford offside thing when you just knew that this team was going to go on a run this is how I feel about this team I, I do I think I, I think also think the Bills have got it as well a little bit yeah. and I think they can they can make a run but yeah I'm, I'm going Chiefs win the Super Bowl I think the Bills are the dangerous the, the dangerous yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah obviously yeah, yeah, of course yeah so uh, but you know they do have the opportunity they do have the occasion where they do slip up and we've seen it a few mm-hmm. times in the, in the playoffs yeah. haven't we already so I've gone with the Bills uh, right MVP are we both saying Patrick Mahomes can we say Patrick Mahomes? Is he going to prove? And this is how it's going to come down to it, isn't it? The way Mahomes wins MVP is if he still hits that 13, 12, 13 wins or whatever without Tyreek yeah. Hill and spreads the ball out to all those receivers and still racks up like, what, nearly 5,000 yards, 40, yeah. 40 plus touchdowns or something. He's got to be in there, the MVP shout, hasn't he? Yeah, I just think the league is probably... I think Mahomes absolutely is in a running and he will be in that conversation. Like he wasn't in it at all last year. He just never, never at one point did they say, oh, Mahomes is going to win MVP. No. I think he's going to be in the conversation the whole way through. I just feel like if the Chargers make a run and they are in that similar sort of win total to Chiefs, I think the NFL are begging to give an award like that to Justin Herbert. Oh, you, you love Justin Herbert. He is so good, man. <laughs> Like, I hate that he plays the Chargers. I genuinely hate that he plays the Chargers. But um, I feel like if they get to 12 wins, 11 wins, finally make the playoffs, because they've not made the playoffs yet with him, remember. Finally make the playoffs with him, and he has a 4,500 season around the 35-40 touchdown mark. I feel like they, they him being an LA team as well, that makes a big difference. Could be another like, Phil Rivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've... I, I I would not be surprised to see Justin Herbert win it, but also at the same time, I would not be surprised if you saw Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes win it as well. So, yeah. Right, okay, right. I, I, to put it this way, I'm, I am a firm believer that the NFL MVP will be one of the top AFC team quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. it will be. I think it'd be a good yeah. shootout. Yep. <laughs> Proper um, shoot. Right, okay. Uh, bold predictions time. This is where we go really kind of out there. Right. Um <laughs> I've got one. I've got a really, really bold prediction here, and it kind of contradicts something I said earlier. But I've actually, I, I, I'm not believing this is going to happen, but it could happen with the right setup. And I think because they've got the easiest schedule in the league, I'm going to say the Cowboys will be the number one seed. <laughs> That's bold. Let's move on. Um... <laughs> it's, it's bold, you know. Yeah, crazy bold. Uh, my bold, one of my bold predictions, only two AFC West teams to make the playoffs. I've said that one. The Eagles to be the class of the NFC. I've said that one. Andy Reid to bar. I've said that one. I think the Vikings will be the most entertaining team in the league. There's my bold, bold prediction. I think, Cousins. I think, I think, the, I think the Vikings will be must, must watch TV with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which actually is bold, which is really, really bold. Uh, 
Oh, okay, wow. here's, here's another one. Here's another one. I'm going to go back to the past. I'm going to say the same thing. My home's to throw a behind the back pass touchdown. You've been wanting this to happen for the past three years. Yeah. Um, and he has been training. He has been training it. He has been yeah. trying it out, hasn't he? Yeah. Every single training session. So yeah. it could happen. I mean, I mean, would you be happy if he did that and he didn't complete it? It depends the situation of the game, really, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you fought yard off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try it. <laughs> do it. Fire away. You just do it. Fire away. Do it every play. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've got some. Before we go, I've got some bold predictions from the Chiefs Kingdom here. I did ask for them via Twitter. Oh, uh, Chris, I'm just going to uh, run through these quickly. Chris Stanton, he said the Chiefs won't play a AFC Championship game at Arrowhead for the first time in a number of years. Uh, the Lions. He's also said the Lions will make the playoffs. So Zayat Pacheco will have more receiving yards than Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, wow. <laughs> that's bold. Uh, Ruben M has predicted that Nick Bolton will make the Pro Bowl. The Chiefs will beat the Broncos three times this season. So that means that the Chiefs will meet the Broncos in the playoffs. Oh, I um, see what you did there. The Jerry Sneed will have a breakout season and a second contract with KC. Um, Duke Duggan has predicted that the Carlafters will lead the rookies in sacks. Five different receivers will break 500 yards. Kelsey doesn't have a seventh straight. 1,000 yard season. That's really bold. That is bold. And, uh, Neil yeah, Blair said Juju. Uh, Neil Blair said Juju lead the team in receiving. Pacheco lead the team in rushing. Duncan Smart, uh, Duncan Smart said a defensive player, <laughs> and he's actually named Colin Saunders, will throw a touchdown. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Um, he said we'll win the toss and take the ball against the Chargers in week two, then promptly score a kickoff return. Um, we'll put up at least 150 burger against another AFC West team. Um, <laughs> really? Games Gamescom at 0901 FW said we'll be undefeated when Mahomes starts this year. That's bold. Ah. Um, sort of Rickan, he's taken a shot at McCall Hardman. He said, uh, his bold prediction is McCall Hardman will become a competent NFL wide receiver. <laughs> Now, <laughs> and then finally, Aaron Borgman, uh, we mentioned him earlier. He's, his bold prediction is that Pete Sweeney will end up with being a regular contributor on more national NFL shows. <laughs> hey, he's already made a good start, hasn't he? Yeah, Pat McAfee last week. Pat McAfee, I yeah, don't know. Tell me about it. He's, is he going to remember who we are for when he's at the top? I don't think... I... Yeah, I don't think he knows who we are now, do we? Yeah. <laughs> we just slide in every week and, you know, just do these shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, good. I tell you what, there's some really bold predictions there. Some of them, actually, you could see them coming off, actually, couldn't you? Yeah. We should some just make them. a load of bets and see how much money we make at the end of this season. <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford to go KC next year. <laughs> oh, man. That was a... That was a Full on show, that mate, wasn't it? As a marathon, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it? We threw in loads of categories in there that we've we've obviously discussed to the hilt. So, uh, but obviously, please let us know all your bold predictions. I know Tom's read some out there, but keep sending them in because um, you know we've got another week to go, and you know the season starts, and we we can hold some of those bold predictions to uh, to a number of people as well. So, but that's all we've got time for this week. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, we're one show away from the start of the 2022 NFL season. And we'll be with you, Chiefs Kingdom, every week right up until the Super Bowl. So stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more Chiefs content. And of course, keep up to date with everything Chiefs at arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.